podcast your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling each week we pick some topics or shows to discuss from whatever approach we like discussing that week uh mostly per uh, but we talk about a little bit of everything i'm your host tj aka aspier and with me the co-host caitlin hey everybody this week is episode 48 and we were discussing the best of super juniors and world tag league finals from budokan the final night of the do grand prix and all japan's cork and hall show that just took place which was their uh, final show of the year but uh, it's a great day for all of us who love, love, love no, Julia. No, <laughs> it's not. But uh, we'll get to that for later. But for now, uh, been doing anything exciting lately? Just oh, do we <laughs> watch? Do we watch any anime this week? Yeah, we did. We watched Higurashi and um, Akudama Drive. I got. I, I forgot. Nose, yeah. And yeah, I'm trying to find watch anything. I know. I think I might have watched Jujutsu Kaisen. Did you watch the um, one Yuri shit? Oh, yeah, I caught up in uh, Daji Toshima Murata a little bit. I didn't know what it was called, so I had to call it the Yuri shit. Yeah, I I didn't watch it because last episode I watched... Well, yeah, it's because we were watching... I think I talked about it last week because we watched Impact and I got bored. So I started watching anime. Which I don't blame you. (laughs) No, that... Yeah, we haven't talked about that because that was last week. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. That Impact show was kind of boring, but whatever. Um, That shit was mad boring. (laughs) Beyond that, though, it's like... uh, I've been reading manga more than watching anime lately because I finished Chainsaw Man Part... One that I cannot wait for that. The anime got announced too. Well, Did it get announced or is it still speculation? No, Chainsaw Man's anime is announced. Oh, uh, okay. Studio Mappa is going to be doing it, so I'm really excited for that. Whenever it happens. Beyond that, though, I've mostly been reading like one shot, not one shot manga, but like shorter mangas, like ones that are Smart. like less than ten chap, ten Smart. pages per chapter. <laughs> like um, fuck. Uh, one of them is a uh, Gambare Dokichan, or it's like. There's, like, a bunch of different names for it. It's, like, Senpai's Mine, kind of shit like that. It's, like, it's kind of like a romance, a comedy romance series. Oh. It's, like, um, it's like with office workers, like, this uh, office lady, OL. Um, she has a crush on her uh, senpai at work. And the problem is she has a rival, also, that yeah, works with them. Duh. And then they introduce a third uh, a third girl that's, like, an o- old college friend of the senpai who's also trying to get with him now. And then they just introduced a fourth one, but I don't know. No, no. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's really cute. I'm enjoying it. No. It's like literally like four or five pages per chapter. It's mostly like... It's just so corny to me. Like, it's, yeah, it's mostly like illustrations with like, illustrations that tell a story. Do probably most basic looking MC too. Like, the fuck? I don't think they've really even shown his face. See, I hate those. I think it's really, oh, like, it's really just the girls. Because like, then they'll show him and I'll be like, bitch, that's what you were fighting over, really? Yeah, but... It's obvious that he's into her, and like the other girls, like they can't take a hint, I guess. But it, either way, it's it's really cute, and it's just her being Sundari and shit, so it's kind of funny. Not Sundari, but shy. She acts like a kid mostly. Oh, so she's immature. She's shy, I guess. Is like not immature. I don't know. Mm. It's weird. Beyond that, though, I've been reading. Um, fuck, what's that thing called? Uh, uh, Kumi-san can't communicate, or that's the English version. Yeah, it's really cute so far. I've only read like twelve chapters, so it's not that far into it. But I've seen that manga everywhere for like years now but i've just finally decided to 
read it because I'm I don't know I just felt like reading manga and easy things to watch or easy thing to read since it's short. Uh, beyond that though, uh, haven't watched a whole lot of other wrestling really. We watched other shit. You know, let me talk about this. Oh yeah, we talk. Jesus doesn't give me a chance to say anything. Nope. You don't remember we watched that Alice in Borderland show oh, on I, Netflix? I, I of course, that. yeah, I knew he was going to because we binged it one day, <laughs> but it was only eight episodes. I mean, it was kind of easy to binge. Um, I'd actually picked up the manga. Uh, whenever the fuck I found out that it was coming out, in, like a few days prior, but um. The manga is really good. I forget what it is in Japanese, but yeah, it's, Alice. Yeah, it's Alice, Alice no and Kyokai. No, it's like I know it's like Imawa no something, uh, and then the rest I just forget. I know obviously Alice comes into place, but anyways, um, so <laughs> the show is actually really good. The only thing is, you know, since the manga was still fresh in my mind, I could easily pick out like what was really different. You know, they kept the important stuff, so that's what matters. Uh, I mean, I like the show. It definitely, I hope it gets a second season because there's still a whole lot of manga material it needs to cover. But if you like something that's, what do I want to call it? I guess like thriller, psychological. There's blood and stuff in it. There's like, there's some themes of suicide. So it's kind of, yeah, if you're not, yeah. But it's not like, they don't outright, like, they say it more in the manga. Like, you know, they're all sad and shit. The backstories are really sad and shit, but of course you don't get that as much in um, the show, but it's still still good overall. Like I said, I hope it gets a second season to keep going, because there's a lot more to go. Yeah, um, like usually with these kind of Netflix shows, she starts watching it, and I'm doing something else working, yeah. and then I eventually <laughs> start watching it and get hooked to it too. Like I definitely really enjoyed it a lot. It gave off some kind of like uh, Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland kind of vibes. Well, one has Alice in the name, but also has like a uh, stuff with like cards and like club of hearts Mm. and all that kind of bullshit. And the one guy really gives off some Cheshire cat vibes. Uh, fuck. What's his name? The uh, Chishia, the one that looks like Shuma. Yeah. The one looks like Shuma. Yeah. (laughs) So he really gives off that kind of vibe to me, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. But anyway, (laughs) as I was saying before, I, we didn't really watch a whole lot of wrestling this week, really just what we watched for the show. And then, Watch AEW. It was wasn't as bad as last week, so that's nice, I guess. Like, I don't it, like I have no strong feelings about it, so it's whatever. I just like the um, that Shaq and Brandy shit was kind of funny, at least, especially like Brandy dumping uh, water on Shaq for no reason. And uh, I'm really excited for this week, at least, with Hangman tagging for, with the Beaver Boys. So that should be fun. But uh, hopefully, Pat comes back soon because I still that's finding kind of difficult to care about AEW right now. Yep. <laughs> And Kenny, it's the like, Kenny show, and I'm tired already. I don't know. It's whatever. It is what I expected it to be, really. So, um, we watched. Tri- just, just let Dawn talk. That's yeah. all I got to say. Yeah. But uh, we watched Triple Mania, too. Yes. Um, I thought overall it was a pretty fun show. I think there was anything really stand out, but I pretty much enjoyed everything on the show. And uh, I really love the finish to uh, Chess, Bomb, Chess Man and Pagano sick. with fucking Poor Chess Man. Yeah, he just fucking shit. beamed him in the head <laughs> with a fucking guitar. I was like, that, that ruled. Definitely better than the other show, uh, wrestling that was airing at that time. <laughs> Very glad I picked Triple Mania over Super Jacob. Oh, God. <laughs> we don't even have to. I don't want to speak on that shit. Yeah, I'm not, not really. But um, right before we started recording, we had the uh, Tokyo Sports uh, Wrestling Awards announced for 2020. Mm. Uh, not a whole lot of, I got a whole lot of surprises, really. 
obviously Naito won MVP because New Japan guy is always gonna win it. I I, I was hoping for uh, Sugiura to not Sugiura. Sugi, I was like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, I was hoping for uh, Go to win the award. I think he deserves it more than Naito does, honestly. But it's New Japan; they're gonna give it to their guy. It's not that surprising and he to me. Kiss my ass. Fuck these Bushi Road awards. But like, he wasn't even the best guy in New Japan this year, so. But <laughs> but he did hold the belt this year. That's pretty much why they're giving it to him. And but he places, dropped the belt. And he's still the most popular guy, or one of the most popular guys in the in the honestly in wrestling in Japan. So it's not really that surprising that he won the MVP. What is surprising though is uh tag team. yeah the tag that team award the uh Takashi Sugiura and Tsuji Sakuraba <laughs> won tag team of the year and like they've been a tag team for what like a couple months now. Literally not that long. Or even if that I don't even remember when don't they won the belts. I don't remember. But, I don't think it's been that long though. I thought te- I would have personally voted probably for Techers, but it's like yeah, like for this kind of award, I guess. But then since it's more towards like the New Japan bias, I'd go. Well, the Techers problem is they gave New Japan like three awards. So I don't think they oh, were true. So they this one like, four oh, awards. Shit. So they probably wanted to throw Noah a bone since this is like one of their two awards. And um, much overall, we just go ahead and say this. What, what's really surprising is that All Japan and Dragon Gate are both not yes, interrupted. Definitely like, got some. They got smoke. snubbed completely. Like. It's not super surprising that um, Dragon Gate didn't win any like any other award, but uh, on Twitter I saw kind of made a good point. I'm surprised uh, Kento Kabune didn't win the uh, Rookie or Newcomer Award. They didn't have that, did but they? But they did say they're canceled. They weren't doing it this year, and they're gonna basically wait till next year so to do weird. it because of the coronavirus. But still, I mean, I would have just gave it to him. Now that someone brought that up, I was like, yeah, he, he was the rookie this year for sure. But anyway, um, most outstanding Goshizaki. Did you say that? And I just oh, forgot. Oh, I skipped over that. Which is absolutely incorrect, but... Uh, yeah, best ballot is uh, Kazuchika Okada and Tetsuya Naito from January 5th. At least they chose the correct Okada match if they were going to give That's it to him. That's very true, because they could have picked one that I would definitely not have agreed on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really just happy they didn't pick Okada Ibushi. God, I would have thrown but... myself off a cliff. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely not my match of the year, but I still think this is like it's a great really match. It's still a really great match, but yeah... But it's not mine. It's not even my, best, my yeah, uh, not even match of the year in honest. New Japan, but... Nope, we all know which one that is. But, uh, yeah, already went through best tag, most outstanding, as I said, Go Shizaki. This one which... might make more sense for Go anyway, because, like, someone was trying to say, like, I guess outstanding performance is more based towards, like, best wrestling and shit, and I'm like, obviously, yeah, and then MVP is kind of more, like, popularity and stuff, so it makes sense, but I'm like... MVP is like drawing popularity, all that kind of bullshit, yeah. and it's, it's basically the New Japan Award. Like they haven't, they've won it basically all, the New entire Japan time, at least recent in recent years. And most outstanding was basically always the next guy in line, which mm. would have been Go. I still should've think I, I still think MVP. Go should have won the MVP anyway. But either way, fine award for him to win anyway. He got something, so I can't cry too much. Yeah. Fighting spirit, uh, Hiromu Takahashi. Obviously, I'm excited. I'm very happy for that. Yeah. Uh, skill Award, uh, Tetsuya Endo. Very happy for this. It is the first time since 2014 that DT has won an award in the Tokyo Sports Awards. And all you had to do was put the damn title on him and keep it on him. Yeah, it's a little, and See? it's only like the fourth person, period, for DDT that's won an award, so big ups to my boy Endo. Good job, King. Uh, as we said, Newcomer Award, they aren't awarding one this year due to the coronavirus. Oh, darn, we're done with the awards. And the Women's Wrestling Award went to Julia because, of course... I'm cur- of course, what? <laughs> because she's the goat. She's the best Joshi wrestler ever to ever happen, ever exist. No, honestly, I would have picked Mayu for this if I was going to pick someone. But I'm. It's pretty much 
going to be the Stardom Award and whoever they wanted oh, yeah, it to be. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. That's that's definitely, like, the Stardom Award for the most part. At least so. it's, like, right now, especially with, like, them becoming part of uh, Bushy Road and all that kind of yes. nonsense. Disgusting. So they're definitely, like, the biggest Joshi promotion in Japan. joke of a choice, but... Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they just called up fucking Stardom was like, oh, hey, which one of your girls do you want us to give the award to? And Rossi's... Never mind. Yeah, it's like, it was pretty much, I think Mayu should have won it. Yoshiko would have been a decent choice to win it, too, mm-hmm. I think, if they were going to give it to a non-Stardom wrestler, but maybe Yuka, but Yuka hasn't really done much this year, really. But, I don't know. Not too many surprises this year, really. It's just Dragon Gate and All Japan getting snubbed, and with the year All Japan's had, I think it's worth I think, it. I think it's fair that they didn't get an award, to be honest. Like, uh, Tajiri kind of booked himself like that, because, uh... yeah. Really, yes. Yeah, like, really, Dragon Gate's more surprising, and... Yeah. But then again, it's like, I don't know where you'd put them in, other than the Newcomer Award, this year, at least. Which I think is fine, because the way they've used, like, younger guys, like, I think that's okay. Yeah. Or would have been okay. But, uh... Getting to the rest of the news. Uh, Western news, just one bit. Uh, Rohit Raju lost the X-Vision title to Manic over the weekend, which is apparently TJP in a mask. So he is now the X-Vision champion. Gets all this fucking extra viewers because of Kenny, and then they fucking do that. Okay. <laughs> it is funny, on the same night, he lost to ACH in the first round of the Super J Cup. He won the <laughs> X-Vision title. Deserved. Um, Japanese Indie News, uh, there's another great X-Vision match that was uploaded to their YouTube this time featuring... Uh, Takanori Ito, and next week they already announced what they're they're gonna upload a second one or third one. It's gonna be uh, Kazayashi and Daisuke Sakamoto versus Samoa Watanabe and Takanori Ito. So I'm really hyped for that. I wish both of those guys were just wrestling other uh, matches or like yeah. wrestling elsewhere, but at least we're still seeing their matches. Sakamoto's a pretty cool get. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, I did watch uh, Soma versus I forget who he was facing. I can't remember, but it was the first exhibition match they released on YouTube. I watched that last night. And uh, Soma does not really need to be wrestling UWF rules matches. Like, he's mm-hmm. fine at them, but I definitely don't think that's where he needs to be. He needs to be in, like, the normal wrestling division, not even mess with UWF rules matches. But he's fine. But Just uh, not his forte, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'd definitely rather see him, like, when he faced Soma. Or not when he faced Soma. So when he, when he faced Keno. <laughs> shit like that. Uh, Joshi News. Uh, Ice Ribbon will be doing a big show, uh, Yokohama Budokan, oh, wow. on August 9th next year. That just recently got announced. Uh, stardom on March 3rd. They're going to the Nippon Budokan, and we had the first match announced for that, which is an All-Star Rumble, which will feature a, a, the one-night return of uh, Yuzupon, uh, Yuzuki Aikawa. And she's already kind of made references to like people she wanted to have in the ring, in the match, like who she wanted to face while she was back. And one of them was Yush- Yoshiko, so that's going to be an interesting day on Twitter Ooh. if that actually happens. Cause, oh, God. Yeah. Twi- oh, they're going to fucking... God, I'm muting everybody. <laughs> Uh, Pure J um, news, after uh, nearly the entire roster tested positive for COVID two weeks ago, they retested and all have come back negative, so that's Yay. good news. Hopefully they can get back to running if they're able to safely. Uh, TJP, we have a couple matches announced for their uh, big 1-4 card. Uh, currently the card is uh, Yuka defending the Princess of Princess title against Rika Tatsumi, Bakurata Sisters defending the tag titles against Yuki Kamafuku and Mahiro Kuryu, uh, Maki Ito versus Miyu Yamashita. And Ariso, Ari, Ariso, Arisu Endo is going to debut. Uh, new Endo, baby. Yeah, we got a new Endo. Now we need an Endo in, uh, in Noah. Yep. So we got uh, Noah in every uh, cyber agent promotion. Well, you need one in Gombray, too, but. Yeah. Uh, cyber fight news, uh, which we'll talk about the show later, but the uh, DO Grand Prix finals are uh, 
going to take place November 27th in Cork and Hall. And your block winners are Konosuke Takashida and Jun Akiyama. Shocker Very to no one, at least us. <laughs> uh, All Japan News, uh, next stream will challenge for the heavyweight tag titles on January 2nd. If Violence Giants lose, they will disband as a team. Also on the show, uh, Iwamoto and Hikuto Hidaka are going to face astronauts. Uh, then the following night on January 3rd, Yuma Aoyagi is going to challenge for the Triple Ground title. <sighs> and then also on that show, uh, Kujidoi and Hokuto Amori are going to challenge Purple Haze for the All Asia Tag Titles. Uh, rest of the card for those shows, um, the um, January 2nd show, uh, Izanagi and Shigeharu Irie versus Atsuki Aoyagi and Rising Haido. Kojidoi and Kumarashi versus Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamura. Jake Lee, Tajiri, and Francisco Akira versus Chodoro Oshino, Hokuto Omori, and Yusuke Kodama. Yoshitatsu, Ryuji Hijikata, and Takuki Oeki and Chikara versus Takao Mori, Black Mensa Rei, Osamu Nishimura, and Ruki Honda. Kind of interesting Oeki still being booked for All Japan now that Okada is gone. Yeah. So I figured Okada's the reason he, he got booked. Pretty much. Uh. Zeus versus Masada Tanaka, so that should fuck. That should be fucking good. And then, as I, we mentioned, uh, Yomoda and Hadaka versus Nomura and Abe. And uh, Swam and Violence Giants versus Next Dream. Uh, January 3rd, uh, Takao Mori and Black Mensa Rei versus Shikiro Irie and Utamaru. Utamaru. Uh, Francesco Akira and a mystery partner versus Ryuki Honda and Alejandro. My boy getting booked again. Let's go. Uh, Jake Lee and Koji Yomoto and Tajiri versus Shuji Shikawa, Hikaru Sato, and Dan Tamura. Shotaro Oshino, Kumarashi, and Yusuke Kodama <sighs> versus Kento Miyahara, Atsuki Aoyagi, and Rising Haido. This is such an odd match. Uh, Yoshitatsu versus Jun Kasai for the Geora TV Let's title. Uh, Zusin Izanagi versus Hokuto and Doi for the All Asia titles, as we mentioned, and then the triple ground match between Tsuwama and Yuma. Uh, overall, I think it's going to be a good start for the year. Hopefully, they can keep it up because overall, these two shows, I think, have great cards. Like, I mean, obviously, standout is um, Astronauts versus Iwamoto and Hidaka. Mm. Zeus versus Tanaka. I think uh, Kumadoi versus Sato and Tamara should be pretty fun. That should be fun. Obviously, the tag title match. That should be really good, hopefully. Um, I'm Which inter- one? <laughs> oh, the um, one on night one. Well, I, mean, okay. both, I think both should yeah, be both fun. Both are going to be great, I think. You. But I'm curious who Akira's ex is going to be. That's what I'm curious about, too. I'm like, I don't really have any clues as to... Yeah, I have no I idea. Mean, I'm yeah, just gonna all Japan just grabs whoever the fuck. So. We'll see who it is. Um, who do you think is gonna be in whatever battle royale though? The first night. Oh, I didn't even fucking. Yeah, I was gonna say that. you didn't fucking read it. That's I'd... why I brought it up. Uh, I have no idea who's gonna be in that really. Probably mostly the same guys that were on the earlier in the card. Maybe a few surprises. Maybe some freedoms mm-hmm. boys. I don't know. But also, uh, all Japan news. Uh, Yusuke Okada has left all Japan on. The recent show on uh, December 13th after his contract expires at the end of the month. Boy wasted no time fucking changing his Twitter handle. I was trying to find it earlier that right? same day I and like, I couldn't fucking shit, find dude. it because he changed it. Uh, and last bit of all Japan news, uh, Ice Ribbon's Tsukasa Fujimoto will Ooh. be helping to run the Evolution's women's division as a like a advisor kind of or something like that. But definitely a good person to have involved I'll say, in that. That's so good, yeah. I'm curious what it ends up actually being. Yeah, I, I'm still very confused on that part. Uh, New Japan News, we have the uh, some match announcements for the Wrestle Kingdom cards. Uh, current card as of uh, December 14th. Today. Not, yeah, today. Uh, night 1, uh, January 4th. The Best Super Junior winner, Haruma Takahashi, will face the Super J Cup winner, ELP. Uh, IWGP Heavyweight Tag Titles, uh, Dangerous Tackers will defend against the World Tag League winners, G.O.D. 
uh, Tanahashi versus the Great Okan. IWGP IC double title match. Tetsuya Naito defends for some reason against your G1 <laughs> Climax briefcase loser Kota Ibushi. Because Naito's a dumbass and asked him to, yeah. <laughs> and Kazuchika uh, Okada versus Will Ospreay. Uh, night two, uh, January 5th. Taiji Ishimori, ver- Taiji Ishimori versus uh, Best Super Junior Super J Cup winner, night one. Shingo Takagi defends the never title against Jeff Cobb. Sonata versus Evil. And Jay White versus the winner of the IWGP IC match on night one. Uh, overall, I'm not that excited for the show. I'm not excited for either night. Like, to be honest, I'm very glad we don't have to stay up for this. Yeah, I'm, I was not gonna stay up for this anyway, but this makes it even easier. Like, I will sleep peacefully. <laughs> I'm still excited for Romu to win the title, but the way him having to go through ELP makes me less interested. That makes I, this is like the least interested I've been in a Hiromu match in a while. Uh, Tucker's and Giodia. I don't care. We will see. I just want te- I want Tigers to defend, but I'm like I have a bad feeling that they're uh, actually going to have God win for once. I mean, yeah, say so this would be God's uh, first win at Wrestle Kingdom ever. Ever. <laughs> then winning the World Tag League was their first time winning the tournament too. Even though they oh, shit, I didn't even know they, that. they go to the finals oh. a lot, but they've never won it. Damn, bro. <laughs> uh, Tanahashi versus Great Okan. I'm I'm ex- I'm interested in that obviously because Okan's a fucking beast of a man. I cannot wait to hear his fucking screams in a half empty Tokyo Dome, but. Oh. God, That's gonna be fucking great. The <laughs> uh, I know Naito and Ibushi's gonna be a great match, but I do not give a shit about it. Pretty much. And then and then yeah, yeah. Okada and Osprey's a piss we break. Uh, Ishimori versus hopefully Hiromu. It'll be good. Well, yeah, it should be good. If it, it better be Hiromu. Uh, Shingo and Cobb, I'm really interested in, but no. we'll see. It'll probably end no. up disappointing me. I'll end up, if I was awake, I'd probably end up falling asleep. I'm there on Sonata Eva. It's fine. It's fine. I just am like, okay. We'll talk about it when we get to it, but like the angle they did to set it up, I liked. Yeah. And um, Jay main eventing is really cool, but hopefully it's let's against Naito. Let's go, Jay. Let's go, we'll Jay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's get into what's airing this week, and it's not a whole fucking lot. Uh, All Japan aired on All <laughs> Japan TV on December 13th. Uh, Stardom has shows December 13th, 16th, 19th, and 20th, so look for those on Stardom World. Dragon Gate airs live on the Dragon Gate Network December 15th and 20th. And Michinoku Pro from uh, December 11th, The Great Space War, airs on Samurai December 19th, but uh, that's about it. Uh, New Japan's Road to Wrestle Kingdom tour technically starts like today or tomorrow, but it's all like house shows, so I don't think it's going to make tape, or at least not live. So it might end up on World, I just don't know when for sure. They don't really start actually airing live until um, Monday. Yeah, Monday was their first Cork and Hall show. But beyond that, uh, All Japan's done for the year. DDT has, like, nothing this week. And there's, I don't think there's a whole lot airing on Eco Pro, really, as far as I could find. So, not a whole lot. So, it's going to be an interesting episode next week uh, for weekly airings. I'm assuming New Japan Strong is still on Friday at 10 Eastern. Uh, Impact Tuesday at 8 Eastern. As far as I could find, they have three things announced. Kenny Omega's returning. Uh, Tenille versus Alicia. And Carl Anderson versus Chris Saban. Uh, AEW Wednesday at 8 Eastern. Uh, the Inner Circle are going to versus a big mosh of teams in a 14-man uh, tag match. Yikes. Um, <laughs> uh, Jericho, Sammy, Santana, Ortiz, Wardlow, and oh, MJF God. versus Top Flight, Cutler, Varsity Blondes, and The Best Friends. Cody Rhodes versus Angelico. Hangman and John Silver and Alex Reynolds versus 
the Hardy Party. I didn't know they actually had a name. Do they have a name? I guess so. I don't like it. The Acclaimed versus SCU. And uh, Serena Deeb and Big Swole versus Ivelisse and Diamante. Those two making their big I knew, I knew that's return. who you were talking about because I remember that being announced. And I was like, God. Ugh. I legit didn't know that was announced until I was looking up the card. I don't know why they want to continue to use Ivelisse, man. Diamante, I guess, too. But, like, yeah. Mm. But uh, last airing's uh, MLW Wednesday. I said I was going to watch last week's episode, but I did not. I probably will, though, because I really do want to watch some of it. It's just I haven't, I haven't gotten around ground to feeling like it. Uh, but this week they have uh, Kruger, a new signee, and newest member of Contra versus uh, two mystery opponents, ACH versus Tom Lawler in the Opera Cup semifinal, and a Hammerstone match. That's really all I could find that they're showing this week. Maybe if I actually watched the episode, I could tell you for sure what else was there, but we'll see. But that's it for all the airings, so uh, let's get into the shows we're going to discuss this week. Uh, going to start off with New Japan here. The Best of Super Junior 27 and World Tag League 2020 Finals from Nippon Budokan on November 11th. Uh, whole show had a big match feel to it, thanks to the atmosphere in Nippon Budokan. And an excellent crowd, especially for the main event, which we'll get to once we get to that point of the show. But uh, unfortunately, this is more of a one-match show like the Noah show we discussed this week, or this past week. If you are only here for great matches, there's only one that is really worth your time. But the show is more about doing angles to set up the stage for Wrestle Kingdom, which I think it did well in for most of the angles or most of the stuff. But if you're going to watch Wrestle Kingdom, maybe watch the whole show just for all the angles and shit. But if not for the main event, check, check that out here because that was a phenomenal match and definitely worth your time. Do you have any overall thoughts on the show or the same as me? It is basically the same. It's it's a one-man show. So <laughs> one-man show, whatever. Uh, first match on the show, uh, Bullet Club, Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, and Taiji Ishimori defeated Robbie Eagles, Sho, and Toru Yano in 5.53. Yano had a GoPro strapped on his head. Maybe he wanted to fit in with Robbie with his little eye piece thing he wears to the ring. That popped me a little bit. Uh, he also had a line QR code on his chair for line stamps, I guess, for his curry, which is great. Love a businessman in this com- in this economy. Uh, feel bad for Ishimori having to team up with these clowns. And it's bullshit that Eagles got pinned by Chase. Uh, seemed to be building Yano and Folly for a Road 2 show, which I think got announced on one of the Cork and All shows. Thank God it's on there, Jesus. But, uh, yeah, very exciting stuff, I'm sure. Uh, moving on. Nothing for me with those two in the match. Next match, Empire. Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, and Will Ospreay with B. Priestley. Defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kazuchika Okada, and Toa Henry in 1045. What the fuck is Osprey's new music? Like, God. it sounds like even more upbeat than his old music. So I was like, I don't know what the point of changing it is. Like, it sounds it's literally some like 2008 crabcore band fucking type ass music. Yeah, it sounds like some fucking weird pop punk shit. I don't know about pop punk. Whatever. It's just really poppy music for no fucking reason. Like, it's made. It's especially funny when they were like all standing around menacingly after they won the match and that music's playing. It was just so fucking weird. But uh, anyway, the match is fine. Uh, bits with Henry and Cobb were kind of cool, so Henry getting a shot at Cobb after he wins the Never could be pretty fun. Uh, did much-needed build for Okada, even though I'm not going to care about the match anyway, and it, it helps set up Oka and, and Tana. Uh, match is really just about Russell Kingdom build more than anything else. Nope. <laughs> uh, next match, Losing of Renable, Stay Upon, Sonata, and Shingo Takagi defeat Bullet Club, Evil and Yujiro, Takahashi, and 4.58. Uh, match was what it was, but I mean, it was like just under five minutes, so I wasn't really expecting yeah. much from it. Togo checking out uh, Sonata was pretty kinky, at least. But I guess this past uh, World Tag League made uh, Sonata remember what was, what he used to have, 
it wasn't the same teaming up with the Takagi, even though he said that Shingo was his best tag partner that he's had yet. That was clearly a lie because he kind of, I guess he remembered what he had with Evil and just pissed off that he betrayed him because it was just all a lie and he went berserk finally on Evil and that pull apart they did was really good, I think. But yeah, setting up that match. So I'm not super excited for the match itself, but at least the story's really good and the Japanese mm-hmm. fans seem really into it, so that's a good thing. Yeah, like you said, it's kind of what you expected from this, and plus it went under five, so I mean, nothing super excited to get, or nothing super exciting here, but at least, like you said, them building Sonata and Evil finally, even though it was weird that he's just now feeling emotion, but that's okay, at least he's feeling something, so, uh, yeah, we'll see how the Wrestle Kingdom match goes. Hopefully they surprise us, but... I'll, I'll keep my I'll keep my expectations low. So just in case they do, then hell yeah. Yeah, I guess Sonata's just been in denial this whole time, and this whole Probably. past nine <laughs> matches, Hemo with Shingo, he's just like, it's not the fuck it's same. Why? He had his cup noodles to keep him from going insane. Yes, yeah, I guess he finally got annoyed with his boyfriend for turning on him. But uh, next match, uh, Kota Ibushi and Master Wato defeated uh, Losing Renable Seapon. Bushi and Tetsuya Naito in 106, and I thought the match was pretty good, but I just, it was kind of hard to care. Like I, like I said mm-hmm. when we were talking about the Rust Kingdom show, or Rust Kingdom card, I, I know Bushi and Naito is going to be a great match, but I'm just not invested in the shit at all, and this tag didn't really do much to increase my investment. Wato is here just to exist, and Bushi ate, ate to eat the fall. Like, it was nice to see LIJ work a little more heelish, at least, but beyond that, I was like, I don't know, it was hard to care about this. Yeah, I was going to say, it was like, pretty standard tag team fair here and poor Watto just literally was there to be there I guess Bushi kind of was too but yeah he always takes the pin we know that um I I guess it kept up the fire towards their Wrestle Kingdom match but it was fine and fucking Watto nearly taking Naito's head head off with a kick when he was doing like a (laughs) spinning plancha like sometimes that shit looks good sometimes it looks really bad and this is one of the times where it looked kind of bad, and like I'm sorry, uh, Naito is gonna hurt himself enough. You don't need to help him with That's it. That's what I'm saying. Please don't help him. Uh, semifinal, World Tag League 2020 Finals match: Girls of Destiny, Tamatanga, and Tangaloa defeated Finjuice, David Finlay, and Juice Robinson in 22-15. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Definitely better than their Wrestle- their uh, World Tag League match, but I don't still don't think it's anything must see. Uh, the Young Lions carrying Jado out of the arena was pretty damn funny, at least. But though um, Jado came back out and the ref just ignored that he was back. So, I don't know. Uh, I've heard Finlay has been the workhorse of Finjuice during Tag League. Not shocked. But uh, that was really just more of that here. Uh, Juice didn't impede the, te- the team or anything, but I just liked Finlay a lot more in this. Mm. It was one of the better GOD performances in a bit, especially because Tongaloa had, was going off, which it seems like he's been improving this past tournament from what I've heard. But uh, ending was basically... Like the ending basically sets up a three-way for Wrestle Kingdom Night 1. At least I thought it did when I was watching it. But, no, they're just doing the straight-up tag, so that's good. Did they say anything with, like... Oh, no, never mind. I think it's on a Row 2 show where, like, uh, Kenta and Juice are on separate oh, sides. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they even announced Kenta and Juice, but it's going to happen. Mm. But it could... I don't know. I'm not really excited for that at all. Not either, but, you know. But I did love uh, after uh, Kenta helped uh, G.O.D. cheat to win... He uh, grabbed the camera and took a picture of Jado and G.O.D. together with the trophies. That was kind of funny. But, yeah, the match itself, was it was okay. Or it was pretty good. I, I don't want to say just okay. I enjoyed it. I would say nothing bad, nothing great. So, 
I think that's a step up at least for a tag match in New Japan. Um, I don't have much more to really add to that, but it, it was fine. Oh yeah, we did get kind of fluffy haired Kenta back a little bit. It's kind of back. Are sort of, yes. Yeah, he's probably gonna it, cut it. So yeah, he probably cut it. So I'm not gonna get too excited. excited. Fluffy haired Kenta still exists on Strong, but that's a fake show, so I'm not even gonna think about it. And then we, uh, but back to the show. Uh, main event: Best Super Junior 27 Finals. Hiromu Takahashi defeats El Desperado in 30-14. And uh, man, Desi was looking super hot in that all white gear. I love that shit. But uh, sorry, y'all. I did not take any notes on this. I just got really sucked into it, man. Oh, like, man. it was an, it was an incredible match. Like, jumps into the top of my match of the year list. Uh, two of my favorite matches this year happening in less than a week of each other's fucking mental. A uh, whole match was great, but from like the minute Hiromu ripped off his match mask, it was just incredible. Like, Hiromu, like I think it was like around the twenty-ish, twenty twenty-five minute mark. Hiromu like ripped his mask halfway off, and Deathy was like sitting there, looking up at him, pulled off his own mask. And just looked at him, was like, all right, this is what you want, motherfucker. And then just started beating the shit out of him. Like, the whole match was mostly, like, Despi beating the shit out of Hiromu. But then after Hiromu um, ripped off his mask, he just, like, went mental, lost his game plan, and basically lost because he got pissed off at Hiromu. But I think he was kind of pissed off in general because he said he didn't hate him anymore. Though he did uh, change that. He, originally, for his little book that Hiromu has, he wrote, like, he doesn't hate him anymore. Well, when he was coming out, he crossed that out and said, maybe I do hate him after all kind of shit so i'm really love that little book but uh like that moment of uh Despy removing his ripped up mask is just gonna live with me much like haramu getting thrown down the cork and hall steps in the finals with ichimori a couple years ago like maybe it's just recency bias but i think that's my favorite haramu match i've ever seen and mask or not i think they finally created a proper rival for haramu mm. obviously dragon lee is still his main rival but they have finally have a guy in, in company who can be the one b to haramu's one a if they keep up with them, hopefully they do, because they definitely made a star with Despy that night if they keep it up. Yeah, this match was just absolutely incredible. Like, I really can't go into many more details than <laughs> you did, but yeah, this this might have topped like this might have topped um him and Ishimori for me at uh, Best Super Juniors a couple years ago, which is really tough because I fucking love the shit out of that match. But this match just had everything. It's absolutely incredible. Um. I really didn't think they were going to pull off a um, match of the year contender here, but they absolutely fucking did. I should not ever, ever think that Hiromu can't pull that out of somebody. Well, besides one person, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, just freaking phenomenal. And definitely, like I said, a late, um, late year in match of the year contender. Yeah, like, I knew this was going to be great, but I didn't think it was going to be as great as it was. Right. Like, I didn't, like, submit any, like, my wrestling or my um, year-end ballots for anything I'm doing yet because I was waiting for this match and possibly Ben Kenshin and Skywalker, but we'll see. I don't know. I have high hopes for that. Or I have, I have high hopes for it, but I don't think it's going to be at this kind of level. But And actually, I think I lied. My favorite Hiromu match ever is where he beat Kushida in, like, two minutes. Okay, true. That was very But that's good. different things. Like, that's, like, a great moment. But basically, like, my top moments for Hiromu match, like, in his career is this mask, him ripping off uh, Despy's mask, him beating Kushida in like two minutes. And then him like flying down the steps of Cork and Hall during the Ichimori match. Like all the, all three of those I'm going to remember forever. But as you said from the top, uh, match was, or the whole show was pretty good. Mostly built around angles, setting up Russell Kingdom, more of a one match show with the main event. So definitely check out the main event. If you're looking to watch anything, 
Next show we're going to talk about is the Dio Grand Prix, their final block night from uh, December 12th. Go through the uh, final standings. For A block, uh, your winner, uh, Konosuke Takashida at 8 points. Harashima at 7 points. Daisuke Sasaki at 2, since he was only was there for one match. Yuki Sakaguchi at 6. Akido at 7. Mao at 6. And Chris Brooks at 6. Uh, B block standings. Your winner, Junakiyama at 8 points. Tetsuya Endo at 7. Kazutada Iguchi at 7. Sumitagawa at 6. Okoto Ishii at 4. Yuki Ueno at 6. And Shimakatsumata at 4. Uh, last night, a block action for the Dio Grand Prix here. Uh, going in, there were several men still alive. There's really anyone's tournament to win. But again, the two top guys, or two guys that made the finals are the same that we originally predicted. Just took a more roundabout way to get there than I would have expected. <laughs> Part of the problem with Takashita, though, is just because Sasaki got out, so it kind of messed the whole, yeah. up the entire bracket. But it wouldn't surprise me if they were going to do this kind of thing anyway. But um, overall, uh, this last show was good. I can't say anything was great on it, honestly. Like, it was one of the better um, tournament nights, but that's not saying much because it wasn't really um, that great of a tournament. Like, it had a couple great matches on it, but mostly it was just good with a few not-so-good matches. Mm. I would pretty much equate this to Champions Carnival, but I think we both like Champions Carnival more than most people seem to. But either way, it's pretty much a between this and Champions Carnival for the men's <laughs> round-robin <much>. tournament, for <laughs> which was uh, worse of this year. But overall, it was a pretty decent show. Mm. Uh, first match on the show was a three-way match. Uh, Damnation, Mad Polly, Nobuhiro Shimitani defeated Akiyama-gun, or Junrets. Mizuki Watase and Hideki Okitani and uh, Yuki Onai and Keiko Nakamura in 8-13. And uh, not much to say about this one, honestly. It was really just a match to get all the guys on the card and it achieved that at least. But I didn't really care much for this. I thought Nobu looked kind of good in this, but beyond that, like, it was there. I was going to say, nothing special, but hey, at least we got to see Nobu again. It's been a while. It's probably been since Ultimate Party, I think. I think. I'm not entirely sure. But, uh... First uh, DO match, Block B, uh, Shuma Katsumata defeated Soma Takao by Countout in 10.05, and I thought the match was kind of fun. Uh, Soma broke out those metal tins that he used during the Akiyama match, but apparently Shuma had put Legos in between two pans, and then when he went to open them, they just dumped out. Apparently, uh, Nobu accidentally hit Soma with one of the tins, so Soma got mad at Nobu and just bonked him with the tin can and then chased him backstage, where apparently Shuma timed Soma up and tape again, like he did to Gucci. And uh, Shuma picks up his second win of the tournament via countout. But yeah, it's a comedy match really more than anything. Yeah, I was going to say, if you were expecting more of like a wrestling type match, yeah, <laughs> this isn't the one for you. Um, I had fun with it just because they were being stupid, you know, hitting each other with the fucking tens again. And even Shuma had like a smaller like yellow lid that he put on his head to try and cover himself from when Soma um, used the lid. But of course, you know, that didn't last too long, but... Um, yeah, overall it was fun. That's, that's really it. Uh, next to you, a match, uh, Block B, uh, Junakiyama defeated Yuki Ueno in 11.51. Uh, it started off a tad slow, uh, Ueno doing, like, a plunge to the outside only for Jun to dodge it and kick him in the chest, or, like, kick him in the gut, that rolled. That was followed by a DT on the arena floor, leaving, uh, Ueno, like, just dead for a little bit. He was able to make the count. Later, he lifted, uh, up Jun for a brain buster, which is super impressive considering the size difference between the two. Uh, in the end, uh, Ueno was able to kick out of the exposed knee. Akiyama went for an exploder and went to pin him, but instead of just continuing for the pin, he lifted him back up and submitted him instead, and I thought it was pretty good stuff here. Definitely one of the better matches of the night. 
Yeah, for sure one of the better matches of the night. Uh, definitely solid stuff. Um, I think both guys have been at least fairly solid throughout, especially Ueno. Um, like you said, match started off slow, so, you know, I was kind of like, oh no. But then it picked up, so at least it uh, ended pretty good. Uh, next Dio match, also Block B, uh, Makoto Oishi defeated Tetsuya Endo in 1926. Uh, Oishi was one of Endo's uh, title defenses in his first reign, and I thought that match was just great. So no surprise, I really enjoyed this one too. Like, I loved Oishi making Endo wrestle his kind of match, so it was much more mat-based than you usually get from Endo. I do think their title match was better, but this was still some pretty good shit. If you're a fan of Oishi, I think you'll enjoy this match. Yeah, I thought this was good too, and you could definitely tell that this was more of Oishi's match compared to Endo's, because they were definitely grounded for a, pretty much the entire match. Um, but that doesn't mean it was bad or anything. It was it was good. Uh, very happy to see Oishi get the win, not just because I didn't want Endo to win or anything, but um, I'm just always happy to see Oishi get big wins like this. I think he, I think he really deserves it. Yeah, hopefully they just don't they don't just forget about this and have Oishi challenge yes. for the title sometime because he's going to have to do something in between whoever wins KOD because I think that there's a long time or yeah yeah it's gonna be like February it's February like yeah so I wouldn't mind an Oishi title defense in um like for January or something but we'll see next match uh A block uh Akido defeated Yukio Sakaguchi in 856 uh this one was one of the matches I had penciled in to pay attention to when the blocks got announced and uh because these two's uh, styles match together very well. As expected, uh, this is a really good match. Almost entirely grappling, so if that's not your bag, you probably won't like this that much. But I really enjoyed it a lot. It didn't do anything for me. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I mean, you're not really big on grappling that no. usually. Uh, semi-main, uh, Mal defeated Chris Brooks in 1428. And it was good enough, but for the life of me, I could not force myself to care about it. Like... It's like so. I was mostly tuned out and didn't write anything down for it. Like it felt very Brit rest, if I'll, I can say that. <laughs> I don't think this needed to go 15 minutes. Honestly, if they chopped off like five, it would probably would have been fine. I think the main thing I really liked was the end, and that was Mao hitting like some modified uh, Quetzalcoatl on Brooks. So that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I, forgot, I think they have a name for it. I think it yeah, was called the Reverse Quetzalcoatl or like something reversed, like that. Yeah, I couldn't remember it that time. But uh. That match was so boring, and I forgot to take notes on the main event. And I meant to rewatch it today, and I did not, because I forgot again. <laughs> but like, I thought it was a good match. I, I, I just did not take any notes on it. And just... I would say it was good. Just I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than that, though. Yeah, like so... I, I really meant to rewatch it and actually pay attention fully. But it's just like, I guess Mal and Chris has completely drained my interest in the show <laughs> after them. So I'm sorry, I don't have any takes on the main event. As far as um, the finals, I think, like I said, I, we predicted. The finals, it was going to be Takashita and Akiyama after Takashita <laughs> lost to Akiyama at Ultimate Party. So, typical. We'll see like, what happens. I think Takashita gets his win. I think I would have been more up in the air about it before Dio. Yeah. But the fact that Akiyama has already lost to Endo, I don't know why they'd have him win. That's a good, yeah, that's a good point, too. So. And they may, like, I still think they aren't going to take the title off of uh, Endo until it's they can okay. do the Kenny match. But the problem is they may, might have given up on that now that Kenny is AEW champ. Yeah, because then that Because he's not going to eat a fall there. No, which is stupid. I mean, they could do like a draw if they want to do the match. That's not... But yeah, I'm pretty much talking to you is going to win, and well, I guess we'll see what happens after that. 
But yeah, overall, uh, disappointing tournament for Dio in general. But this yeah. final night was decent, at least. And let's finish off with All Japan, their final show of the year from Cork and Hall on December 13th. As I said, final show of the year. Ending the year with a bang, bringing in several outsiders, crowning inaugural champions for their new six-man titles. And the young boys, Tamura, Hokuto, and Atsuki, all in big singles matches against big names. On paper, it sounds like a good show to wrap up a pretty disappointing year for the company. Ended up being a decent show overall, but it also kind of hammered in some of the things I've hated about All Japan this year. Yep. But it also offered up some things that could help the company in 2021, like the cards we discussed earlier in the show. But uh, first match of the show, uh, Tajiri defeated Francesco Akira in 649. And usually I like these two in the ring together because it's like one of the times Tajiri usually tries these days. But I don't know, man. <laughs> this was a big fat nothing. You'd, you'd think putting a, jun- a junior singles match to start the show would be a great way to k- get the crowd going. But this was more likely to put them to sleep, honestly, at least to kind of made me already be like why am i watching this it definitely made me fucking sleepy i was like oh my god what am i watching it it didn't even feel like what was it six minutes jeez that was the longest six minutes ever i swear (laughs) but yeah it was it's pretty skippable uh next match purple haze zeus izanagi and Unamaro defeated masanobu fuji koji umoda and riki honda in 857 and this is what it was not sure what to really say about it. Like, the crowd seemed really lively for Fuji, at least, so I'll give him that. But, yeah, the match was kind of nothing for me here, too. Yeah, pretty much the only thing that I really put down was that it was good to see Zeus back. So, there's that, I guess. But, yeah, the match itself was just whatever. I know you were saying it seemed like he slimmed down a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if it was just me or not. It just it seemed like he was a little bit slimmer in the waist, but I don't know. I, it's probably just been because we haven't seen him in a little bit, so... Yeah, I couldn't really tell, really, but... He... Still look good. So. Yeah, he still look good, yeah. He's not the only one. I kind of noticed a little bit of a body difference in the oh, show. Oh, God, I forgot about this. <laughs> uh, Purple Haze, uh, Zeus... Wait, I already just talked about that one, I'm saying. Uh, next match, uh, Jake Lee, Natsuki, Oyagi, and 351. We defeated them in 8, 351. Uh, it was a good sub-five-minute match. Aoyagi just went crazy from the jump. Had Jake on the ropes there for a little bit. He seemed... Uh, Jake like seemed kind of out of breath trying to keep up with how fast Atsuki was moving at he's times. Too, he's too tall. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty good. Good showcase for uh, Atsuki, but he ended up still eating the fall anyway. I was going to say, I actually really enjoyed this for what we got, despite it being sub four minutes, but I didn't even notice that Jake was winded. <laughs> but it makes sense because it's like Atsuki can run around with his smaller legs and then Jake's just like, holy shit, can you stop, kid? Yeah, so after he got the pin, I could kind of see him like breathing a little heavy, <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, next match, uh, Shotaro Oshino defeated Dan Tamura in 11:41, and uh, maybe I'm just seeing things, but Oshino kind of looking a little more, uh, a little hefty, a little putting on a little more weight, a little more pudgy. Like he just his gut just feel looks noticeably a bit bigger to me, but I don't know what that really means. We'll see. Maybe it means he's putting on weight so he can actually be taken seriously as heavyweight in all Japan. That'd be that's the ideal scenario, I guess. But he looks fine to me. Like what? I mean, he should be. I, he's I know, fine, but I know. I, but people were, yeah. <laughs> either way, it was a pretty good match. Matt based at first. Ashino kind of fucked up, putting him in like a tree of woe. At least I'm assuming that's what he was going for. He kind of just like dropped him in the corner and stared at him for a second, then kicked his leg. <laughs> then he wrapped Tamara's leg in the barricade and kicked the barricade. Uh, match then turned into a lot of leg work from Ashino. Uh, Tamara had a bit of a comeback, lock, even locked in the Dan lock on Ashino, but he escaped. Uh, Ashino hit a big suplex and locked in the ankle lock for the win. I still would have preferred it if uh, Ashino just beat him in sub five minutes like the other fucking guys on the show beat their young boys. Like, it makes Ashino look weak in comparison to them. At least I think so. 
But uh, either way, match pretty good. Ashino kind of put him over at the end before he, like, tossed him out of the ring. That was great. But no, I enjoyed the match a lot. Like, I'm sorry, like, watching Ashino matches, I always just find something annoying about him lately in all Japan's because I'm just so pissed off at this booking. But anyway, what do you think about the match? I was say, I thought it was pretty good, too, but I can see where you're coming from because I don't think it should have went this long, either. I'm like, you're basically facing, I don't want to say a rookie, but that's... He's facing a junior rookie. Yeah, he's basically He literally just junior. came up, like, a year ago. Or yeah. Became, this year. Really, yeah, this year. But he basically became... Two months ago. Big, he became a young, young, non-young boy, literally, in June. Yeah. And he can't... And you can't, can't beat, beat him someone in, in, like, five minutes. That's not good. Yeah, I'm like... That's typically not good. So, I don't... I don't know if they were. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like, obviously, tomorrow's gonna be a big deal. Like, he's not gonna we, be. Yeah, we all knew that. He's not gonna be a junior for long. Like, he's basically. Like, I think he's taller than Ashino a little bit. Definitely I has. Mean, like, Ashino did kind of look a little small compared to him. Not like size. Well, not size. I don't know. Height wise. I guess yeah. Like, but like, obviously, I know tomorrow's gonna be a big deal in a few years. But he's oh, not there yeah. yet, so Ashino should just kind of just beat this guy, honestly. But it is what it is. Either way, I enjoyed the match a lot. So I'm really <laughs> complaining just to complain, I guess. <laughs> Everyone complains about All Japan now, so don't worry. Uh, next match. Decision match for the All Japan TV six-man titles. <laughs> Takao Mori, Black Mensa Ray, and Carbell Ito defeated Ryojisai, Revlon, and So Daimonji in 1425. Uh, I thought the match was fine. Like, for a guy who's just a money mark, Carbell Ito is actually pretty good as a wrestler. Like, honestly, he was focused on the match early on, but he was good, so I can't really complain about it. Then the Land's End boys locked down Mensa Ray and just did not let him tag out for the longest time. Finally, Omori tags in, but he, he too was kind of dominated by land and boys. But Omori was able to uh, pick up the win over Revlon after the Madman Ito uh, hit a body press off the top rope onto everyone on the outside. And uh, this really did not need to go nearly 15 yes, minutes. thank you. The crowd seemed pretty hyped for the match the whole time Why? at least, but in my opinion, it overstayed its welcome a bit. Hopefully Infant's challenge for these titles down the road because that gremlin Kodama facing off with in the ring with Carbell Ito sounds, sounds fucking hilarious. But... If they're not going to do anything else with them, might as well deal with these fucking six-man belts, I guess. But overall, enjoyed the match. It's just a little overstated welcome a little bit. I was going to say, it was okay. But personally, I wasn't, like, super excited for this coming into the show anyway. So that may have kind of deterred me a little bit. And, yeah, I wish it just wasn't so long. <laughs> I don't think it needed to, needed to go nearly 15 minutes. Yeah, it really is just Carbell Ito kind of won me over in this match, and the rest of it was kind of just there. Uh, next match, uh, Kohei Sato defeated Hokuto Amori in 418, and uh, Hokuto is such a little fucking shithead, man. Like, I want to fight him every time he comes out. He's just so fucking cocky for no reason. But uh, Saito came out and dealt with his young boy, putting him away and with a nasty pile driver in just four minutes. Like, Sato, or uh, Hokuto jumped Sato immediately, but Sato kind of just laughed him off and murked him with an elbow, and just, thank God, our angry Yvette Kohei Sato came out here to put this young man in his place. And I thought the match really ruled with Sato just systemically ending this boy's career before our eyes, and yeah, I love this shit. Yeah, Hokuto just got fucking bodied in this shit, so, but I don't think we really expected anything different, but it was fun enough. Yeah, like, Sato gave him a little bit, but it's mostly just him letting Hokuto hit, hit him a few times and then just laughing at him and then killing him. Pretty much, and that's great. That's exactly how old men wrestling should go, facing young I, boys. I wish. If it ends in fucking sub-five minutes, yes. Uh, semi-main special match, uh, Unchain, uh, Junkasai, Masashi Takeda, and Kenji Fukumoto defeat Yoshitatsu, Yusuke Okada, and Chikara in 1148. 
Okada kind of looked checked out during this, especially during the entrance. I uh, can't say I blame him, to be honest. At least he's finally free from the shit. And, of course, he was one of the main targets of the weapons used in this was him. Like, I don't think anyone else really even took a weapon shot other than him. No, just him. I did love the fact that the skewers that uh, Kasai jammed into his forehead kind of blended in with his hair when he went to do the pile driver. Uh, he was just, but he was just getting his ass beat this entire match, basically. It's kind of uncomfortable with points. Yeah, like, they sure made sure to, be to beat the shit out of him before he fucking left. And, uh, at least he got to, uh, kick out of Kasai's frog splash, I guess, or something. He got a little bit of something. And we got Dark Side Yoshitatsu here, prepared for whatever hardcore action these freedom team. But he wasn't even in the match that much, so it was like, what's the point of wearing the makeup, my, my guy, if you ain't gonna be in the match? But, yeah, really, it's the whole story of the match is just Okada getting his ass beat, and basically getting thrown out of the company. But he was all smiles afterwards because he's finally free from the shit. I was going to say, yeah, at least the good thing was that, you know, Yoshitatsu kind of gave him some, you know, some rub there at the end. But I'm just like, I just watched this man get his fucking ass beat for, like, the whole match. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to think, dude? Like, I feel so bad for him. Yeah, and I was not ready for him to cry. I did not hear about that. I did not hear about the crying, and I was sitting there trying not to cry. I was like, holy shit, dude. But basically, like, the day after he, they announced that he was leaving, he was having dinner with Akiyama, so I think Akiyama's going to take care of him. Yeah. Um, Where do you think he ends up? I hope DDT. That's, like, my top choice for him. Um, I know a lot of people seem to want him in Noah, but I don't want him in that division because it's just fucking insane. He would be a good trainer if they would get him for that. I, it's just, we know how messy that division is, and I don't want that for him. Um... Anywhere else, I'm trying to think. Jay from Dragon Gate already announced. Yeah, he already not, said it's not him. him. So you're not gonna worry about him showing up in Dragon yeah, Gate. Yeah, I was, I was, I was gonna bring that up. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> but this dude's fucking 27. Not even hit his peak in wrestling yet. So any company would be great to get him. Like honestly, like any I, company. Yeah, I think DC would be the best place for him because he, that's already kind of a smaller company, so he could be a top guy there. Mm. And he's his style is a lot different than a lot of other guys in the company. Like you still have like guys that do mat wrestling, like Yabakido, Takaguchi, Hershima does a little bit of it, Oishi, obviously. But I th- I think he'd definitely be a good th- got good pickup for uh, DT, and he already has a connection with Akiyama. Yep. Noah, I think also would be a great spot for him. One, I I think that has like one of the better junior divisions in in Japan, but it's the booking is the problem. Yeah. So <laughs> talent wise, he'd be perfect. Oh, he'd it's be fine. perfect for the company. It's I th- just the booking. I think. I, I, that... it, Wrestling wise, I think D or Noah would be the best fit for him. It's just, oh yeah, I agree. I don't know if I really want him in that division. <laughs> and uh, I've seen some people say like, oh, maybe New Japan might pick him up. And I think he'd be a good get for New Japan, but I don't want him to be there. <laughs> like, I think they don't. I don't think that division really needs him. No. And I think he'd just be more of a top guy in DT if they did pick him up. Exactly. Either way, uh, Akiyama is like a guy that went to bat for him in all Japan a lot. It seemed like so. I think Akiyama's going to take care of him regardless, whether he gets him signed to one of the cyber agent companies mm. or just gets him bookings, period, in those companies. Like, I don't think Okada's going to be really hurting for bookings once he's free of All Japan, officially. But uh, let's talk about the final match of the show, uh, special match. Uh, Kento Miyahara, Yuma Aoyagi, Shima defeated Suwama, Shuji Chikawa, and Hikaru Sato. Uh, this was good for building up both upcoming title matches, but not much more to it other than that, to be honest. Yeah. Like, the match was kind of fun, but nothing special. And it was obvious he was going to eat the fall when the match got announced, so it was really just sitting around waiting for Sato to get pinned. Uh, Shima clapping along with the crowd to Kenta's signature cl- crowd clap was funny, at least. Uh, the pull part between Yuma and Swan was really good, but honestly, if you were going to do that, 
just have Yuma pick up the fall. Like, I know you wanted to have your golden boy, Kento, end the year off with a big win. But uh, building up Yuma is more important right now to make that title match kind of a bigger deal. Because right now, I don't think anyone believes Yuma's going to win. No. <laughs> like, I think even if he would have picked up the fall here, it's not like he's going to... People aren't going to be thinking he's going to win any, anymore. But I do think you need to build up Yuma a little more. And this was your last little chance to do it. But overall, match is good. I'm curious if they bring in Shima anymore. Maybe bring in some of the Stronghearts boys, hopefully. But we'll see. Bring in T-Hawk. I'm begging you. But any of them, really. So, whatever. But, yeah, match itself, it was good. It just, it was fine. It's kind of what you expected in one of these. But, like you said, again, I kind of thought Yuma would get the pin, but no, whatever. Oh, well. Um, <sighs> I don't know. I just feel like he's kind of not important, even though he's getting, like, just two big title shots. And I'm just kind of like, okay. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, he's not going to win, but after that, I'm just curious who, what happens next. Like, it would he not, who the fuck? it would not surprise me at all if uh, Kento challenges after they win the tag titles, because I think they are winning the tag titles. Oh, I think that's happening almost 100%. Because uh, it seems like Kohei Sato seems to be wanting to revive his team with him and Shuji, so that could be like the tag team and Violence Giants can split up, and Suama can focus on the Triple Crown. But, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Kento pins Suama in that match, and then gets a title shot or or even just pin Shuji, I guess, but I don't know. There's hope for all Japan next year, but I'm not getting my hopes up either. So I don't know. We'll just have to see what happens with them next year. It's been a really disappointing year for them, unfortunately. Yeah. And especially with, I got excited for them during the pandemic. Cause they, like they're doing, they started hot and then that all Japan TV show was great. Then they just kind of just, as soon as crowds came back, they yeah, just, as soon as crowds came back, it's like everything just dipped. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> well, that reminds me. That, with the Ashino winning the fucking titles, yeah. or not winning the titles, uh, challenging for the title or whatever. After he beat fucking Tamara, he was like doing like the whole belt around the waist oh, thing. Yeah, I'm like, we didn't bring that up. I was like, dude, you beat a rookie yeah, junior. This dude beat fucking a junior who just came up to not being a rookie anymore this year, and you're getting excited and saying you get a title shot because of that. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. It was funny. It was funny at least, <laughs> but I was just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? But oh, and they had a video after the match, main <gasps> yeah. event. Showing all the wrestlers, basically thanking all the fans for the support during this and all that. And I really enjoyed uh, Enfant's part of the video with uh, Kodama being a fucking weirdo wearing the mask all over his face. and uh, On camera. Fucking Hokuto shirtless for some reason. And um, Kuma with his hair down. I always love seeing pictures of him with his hair down. It's really cute. And surprisingly, Okada was still in it. Yeah, that's what shocked me the most. I was like, okay. But... Yeah, that's the All Japan show. Overall, not a whole lot. You need to go out of your way to see. My, honestly, my favorite match of the show is probably Sato and Hokuto. Mm, yeah. Maybe Ashino and Tamara are probably my second favorite of that show. I think those are pretty much, yeah. Like, but overall, it's like, it was nothing bad really on the show. It just, it's just not, it wasn't a super exciting show yeah. by any means. But uh, I think that's all the shows we're going to talk about. So let's go through the matches of the week. And this is a hard one because Top basically. One, Hiromu yeah, Hiromu and Despi, Despi, Like, obviously. Go because. Everything else just pales in comparison to that. But yeah, I might be on that. Like, I guess I pick Akiyama Nueno, my number two, and maybe Oishi maybe and Endo three. But yeah. it's kind of hard. But really just... Oh, good, good lord. Four matches yeah. this week. But yeah, really just check out Hiromu and Despi. Everything else is... Is if you want to watch. If you like watching it, yeah. yeah. Hiromu and Despi is really the only must-see match of the... It is a must-see. Have you watched. But uh, next week, we'll be discussing the Dragon Gate Cork and Hall <laughs> show from the 15th. 
and the Final Gate show, which takes place on uh, the 20th and more, maybe, hopefully. I'd like to discuss well, a little trying. more. Might, might go back and watch something old or something like that and talk about that, but cool. we'll see. At the very least, we're going to talk about Dragon Gate next week, so uh, check Dragon Gate out and come back next week to hear our thoughts. But that is it. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Wrestling Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Ticking Time Boss. And if you want to follow me, you can do so at ASPIR underscore. But that's it for this week. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.